Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. I wanted to let you know that the episode you're about to listen to is from our archives and a podcast that I did called the Internet Marketing Podcast back in 2013. You'll notice that we reference the domain Mike'sPodcast.com, which I no longer own, but I still wanted to make sure that you had access to some of the great content and interviews from this session. So if you need anything in the future, please visit EpicMarketer.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast with your host, Mike Cowles. Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. And today we're going to be doing an interview with a great guy named Chris Brogan. He's one of my favorite marketers. He's at ChrisBrogan.com. And he's a New York Times bestseller. He's wrote a bunch of books. Uh, one of the most popular ones is The Impact Equation. And you can hear him on his podcast, The Human Business Way. You can just do a quick search on iTunes or Stitcher or BlackBerry for The Human Business Way. All of the links that I mentioned, including ways to get in touch with Chris, I'll have listed at epicmarketer.com forward slash Chris Brogan. And uh, Chris is one of these guys that just knows how to get you to love him almost instantly. He's got a really magnetic personality, and that's really the focus of the talk today. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. All right, Mr. Chris Brogan, how's it going? Mike, I can't believe I made it here. I'm thrilled. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome, man. This is about uh, uh, two hours before I normally get up, so you know I'm excited. It's like a Christmas morning for me to get, to get the chance to talk to you. Wow. So just recently we celebrated Easter at my house and uh, my young daughter decided that the way she would do it was stay up all night long. Uh, So the bunny left a note saying, uh, couldn't quite get in while you were sleeping, make your own magic. And that was it. So we kind of, you know, punted from there. So good thing the bunny had that note on hand though, because, you know, my goofy kid stayed up all night just in case. I said, this isn't even Christmas. It's not even a good one. Right, right. How old's your little girl? I don't know. No, she'll be she'll be eleven in June. She's okay. lovely. She's like eleven, going on about twenty, and I have a boy who's seven, going on about forty-eight. Nice, nice. Yeah, I have a uh, five and a fifteen-year-old, so a uh, little little uh, difference there in the ages. Yeah, you just sort of planned babysitting into the the mix. I get it. Yeah, you know, uh, when whenever people hear the whole age difference, they're like, "You haven't figured out how this whole thing works yet, have you?" You know. <laughs> Well, we'll know that when you know we're on a podcast a few years from now, and you're like, "Yeah, I've got like a 20 year old, a 10 year old, and a one in 11 months." <laughs> All I know is we watch a lot of movies on the couch. You know, I don't know where they come from or how it happens. You know, so <laughs> crazy. Don't you got to share what movies I shouldn't be watching then? Right, right, right. This right. didn't happen during Fight Club. I'll just tell you that one. Right, that's one of my favorites. So, uh... <laughs> you too. So, uh, so listen, uh, the reason why I wanted to have you on and, uh, we talked for just a minute before we started is you're like the most likable guy. I, I first heard you on, um, uh, uh, copy blogger and I was like, that guy is so smart, but he's also like such a, a likable person. Is that, um, is that something that you were kind of born with or did you kind of develop that like a gift or a skill? Completely contrived. I mean, I was just a big <laughs> all my life. And then I went to this course. It was amazing. It was like two hours. And I was just like, whoa, I could be likable now. Right. Um, 
No, it's um, I have amazing parents, uh, and they just recently started going to a bunch of different events that I've gone to, and that was a crappy idea because you know what? They're like so nice, and people are like, "Oh, now I get why Chris is how he is." So I, I suddenly get no credit for being nice because they're like, "Oh, you're just like your awesome parents." So that's really the deal. I mean, I was raised in a very loving household. I was raised very early on with parents who just said, "You can accomplish anything. You are amazing." I mean, I could poop and they. They'd be like, look at the shape of that poop. That is like, I don't think other kids make cubes like that, but you do, (laughs) you know? And so it's just really a stunner. Um, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. Thank you for calling me nice. Uh, it, it is sometimes a, b- a bane, though. It's sometimes, you know, for instance, I was on Tony Robbins' uh, Internet Money Masters, and I'm like the nice. one sweet guy. Everyone else is like, you have to murder your list. You have to right. kill everyone. You will get millions <laughs> if you squeeze them till they die. And I'm like, you know, if you hug people, they'll give you their quarters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. That's so funny. You know, and, and uh, I've, I sc- share the same school of thought as you do as far as, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, especially your list. And uh, unfortunately, it's we're like a dying breed, man. Most people are all about just putting more people in than get out and, uh, you know, milk them for everything you can and all that good stuff. And I just I don't like the way I feel about myself when uh, when I don't treat people the right way. Exactly. I, I think it's, you know, I, people ask me these kinds of questions sometimes and I'm just like, you know, I, I like sleeping. You know, yes. sleeping is awesome. Yeah. And I don't think you could do that if you're choking people. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, I was listening to a few different, a uh, few of your different shows. And honestly, I, I heard about you about a, about a month ago. So I haven't had a chance to like uh, read your book. Uh, what? Are you from a yeah. different planet? Yes, oh my I know. gosh. I know. I know. I'm kidding. I know. But uh but like one of the things I really love about you is your transparency. You know, you're not, you know, Pollyann purebred, everything's roses, um but you do have a really good optimistic attitude. But like one of the interviews you did was with uh John Morgan and you mm-hmm. know, you guys covered being depressed, you covered you know, overcoming, getting out of bed when you just start feeling dead to the world. I've, I've read uh, some of your blog posts about that and stuff. You know, what what do you do as far as digging deep inside to get out of those challenges when you feel like, uh, you know, nothing's working or it's hopeless or whatever? What do you do? Where do you go inside in order to get that strength? Probably the easiest way to, to do it really is to help other people. So like I've been for the last several weeks on this particular cause, which was a bunch of 550 plus uh, kids with special needs wanted to do a special prom. And I thought, man, what a cool idea. And um, I'm happy to report that by the time you and I recorded this, it's we just cleared it. Like it's done. We paid all the money. And um, what Yeah, you know, what was good about that, excuse me, is that you don't focus on your own depression suddenly. Suddenly you're just, you know, well, I'm depressed, but I'm going to help these other people. And so, I mean, that's one way. And I found that's pretty the number one way to do it is just be helpful. And then if you get the opportunity to um, help other people, then it's a little harder to stay depressed, even though eventually the real truth is you have to do the work. Um, And I do that through. Uh, mantra meditation. I do that from mindfulness practice. And, you know, before all that, I did, you know, plain old fashioned uh, uh, therapy, you know, with uh, yeah. drugs and a shrink and all that. But that just, you know, I'm never good at taking medicine. So I just thought, I wonder if I can learn some other way. And that's what I did with mindfulness. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good sign that you're, that you have a good heart when you're motivated to help other people. You know, uh, years ago, I went through a uh, being depressed, going through a divorce and, 
at the time I was watching my son and, and her two kids. So that was a big motivator for me. But I also, the whole helping other people for me, that has been a big, big motivator for getting over being a perfectionist or being shy or different things like that too, is to focus on, you know, well, there's other people that need to know what I know. So if I focus on them, then, uh, you know, things will be good enough to get out versus they have to be perfect. So nothing ever gets, you know, launched or put out there. Oh man, that's, it's funny. I'm <laughs> my Sunday newsletter, uh, that will, I don't know when this is going live, but you know, in a handful of days from when you and I recorded this, I'm writing about um, the launch and learn project, you know, the mindset that if you just sit around thinking and planning and plotting, nothing gets done. So you might as well just launch it and let it collapse and then see what happens, you know, and uh, just so few people go with that mindset. And of course, that means a lot of people just kind of look inside their head. Well, I listened to a really good interview with Frank Kearns and uh, Mario Brown, and, and and Frank was he's got such a great sense of humor too. And he was talking about when people get locked up by being perfectionists, it's kind of like saying, "I want to become a boxer, but I never want to get punched in the face." And you know, it's like you're gonna get punched in the face, so just go ahead and accept that. And the idea is to get punched less than the other guy, and hopefully to knock him out before he knocks you out by practicing and training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like when it comes to making a product or putting it online or a podcast or whatever it is, you know, get it out there and, you know, expect to have some negative things happen and learn how to adjust from it. And really all the books I've read about people being successful, it's never about intelligence. It's never about who, you know, it's all about how you adjust from your mistakes, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny. The Frank Kern quote is funny because uh, there's a quote from Mike Tyson that says, everyone has a plan until they've been punched in the face. I love it. One of my favorites. Um, And, you know, and it's funny. I mean, that very specific analogy, like I'm so afraid as a physical fighter, uh, like when I was a kid and stuff and I'd get into the occasional fight, I'd be so afraid of getting punched that I would just kick the other guy's butt before he could hurt me. You know, I was just so afraid of it. And and that makes me a crappy fighter, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm impulsive. And I'm, you know, I'm just stupid. So it, it's funny how that kind of plays through in my business life sometimes too. Sometimes I'll go on a vast attack before the the punch is going to fall. Right. Um, but then the other trick you learn is um, what's his face, David? What's his name? Who won the Nobel Prize a couple of years ago from China? Uh, he had this really great theory called "I have no enemies," and it, it was this so this kind of Buddhist mindset of basically, you know, I'm the only bad thing in my life. The kind of people who are saying mean things to me. If I want, they won't have to matter. Like, I don't have to care. Right. And, you know, it's really difficult to take that mindset, especially if it's kind of like, you know, boss type of situation or, you know, significant other or whatever. But, I mean, the real truth is, you know, we really just inhabit that one body. So, yeah. if we shut out the outside world, then, you know, we do not have enemies. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd say that it's when you're dealing with these sorts of this this whole challenge of how do you make business happen and all that i mean if you don't get a little brave you're you're gonna you know just kind of be stuck in the employee mindset right 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 i heard a great uh quote which was when you're in your 20s you worry about what other people think when you're in your 30s you stop caring what other people think when you're in your 40s you realize other people aren't thinking about you (laughs) and uh you know, like Think and Grow Rich, you know, talks about how, you know, men don't start making their fortunes until they're in their 40s. And I think that quote's actually tied to it because we're like, look, I'm, I'm done trying to impress everybody. 
I'm only worried about, you know, my family, what they think, or, you know, my best friends, you know, their feedback, because there's no way to please everybody. You know what I mean? Exactly. No. And, and, you know, it's weird what we do and don't, you know, care about at certain ages, too. I mean, I'm in my 40s, and uh, it's funny, sometimes I'll leave the house. I leave the house about every, you know, two times I leave it looking like I don't have a house. (laughs) and uh i just don't care and what i'm wearing is the least interesting thing about my life and so uh you know there's that the other side is you know i was reading in the four hour body a long time ago by tim ferris you know that we should really just kind of pick five or so meals to eat all week right and just eat five meals and i thought that's absurd you know like we need variety we'll lose our mind it's totally not true I've been eating like five meals for the last five weeks and I, I don't even notice. It's just food. Yeah, I'm actually on the same diet and uh, this, this is my second time around, but uh, that's all right. But um, but yeah, Tim is awesome and I, I agree with you. And I'll tell you one of the keys to eating the same things is just having some different uh, varieties of uh, seasonings to put on it. So like I eat a lot of chili being on that diet and stuff like that. And a lot of chicken, things like that. And you know, I don't care if it's Mrs. Dash or garlic and onion, just throwing on a little different seasoning can can uh, change it up a little bit too, but makes exactly. it easy to prepare it. Exactly. So I've been making like tofu stir fries and then <laughs> I'll mix it up instead of tofu stir fry, I'll use Italian sausage flavored tofu and I'll be like, hmm, I'm having something different because, you know, <laughs> this isn't the same thing as that block of white and, you know, <laughs> it's it's totally 100% in the spices, so it's crazy. Yeah, that tofu is like flavorless cheese to me. It's so funny. You can so, make it that way. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, why are relationships so important as far as in the world of internet marketing versus doing the World of Warcraft style internet marketing where you just, I'm only going to get online and, you know, uh, do my programming or whatever? Why are relationships so important? Well, I mean, it, it, so we have this thing with, um, well, let me just think. You, um, object permanence. So we want to think, uh, and this is this is built into our childhood. We want to think that someone will come uh, and save us. You know, if you know, when little kids run away from you, basically, you have a five year old. When the five year old was like two or so, and they'd kind of do that thing where they're in the park and they go running. About five to ten steps out, they turn and look back. And what they need to say is, "I still see mom or dad." If they don't, this almost always throws them. They go, uh, that's not really what I expected. I, maybe I'll just turn back. Um, and we as humans want object permanence as well. It's part of trust. So having a relationship means a couple of things. One is I, can have, I, I will always have a larger community than I'll have a marketplace. So for instance, if I'm just communicating with my people via my Sunday newsletter, like I often do, there's a, sale, there's a sales opportunity in almost every Sunday newsletter, but there's a lot more content than sales, so people stick with me. Um, they don't have to buy. I mean, I just had a woman say to me, just while we're doing this, this interview, I saw the email hit the inbox, and she said, you know, one of these days you're going to sell me something. I'm sorry I haven't bought yet. I'm like, <laughs> she apologized to me, and that's the utter difference than some of the internet marketers who are just believing if I just beat these people enough, I'll get money, and if they leave, fine, there's always more suckers. And right. it's just easier to keep the list you have and really nourish it. Yeah. You know, I, I did something that uh, I've never done before and I've never seen before on on Friday. It was last uh, Friday's Good Friday. And uh, and I said, hey, if you're local to the uh, the Chicagoland area, uh, I'll meet you and I'll buy you a cup of coffee. And if you're not local, you know, send me a question, whatever it is that, you know, you, you want to help build your business and I'll help you out for free. And I had like uh, 
10 people, I think, close to 10 people uh, that I had no idea that many people were local say, okay, sure, I'll meet you for coffee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. So yesterday I met like four people and uh, and I didn't, you know, hard pitch anybody for anything. It was just, and, you know, some of them asked, you know, like, you know, so why do you do this? And it's like, I want to get to know my list. I want to give back. I'm a firm believer that, you know, if I give you something, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to buy something from me, but that I'm, you know, I'm sowing good seed, you know, it's I'm making good things happen. And, uh, you know, if something does come back from it, great, but that's not why I'm doing it. It's because I believe the more that I give, the more that um, I end up uh, getting. And it's not a give to get, it's just it ends up that way. Does that make sense? No, totally. And, you know, and that's the, the thing too is that we have to really understand, uh, for lack of any better term, ecosystem selling. We really have to understand that it is not always this whole scenario where, um, you know, where we have to hit everybody over the head. I mean, when you think of it like a forest, right? And there's a tree that's fallen over and then the tree kind of gets all mossy and crap and then new animals live in the tree that wouldn't have lived in it if it was standing upright, blah, 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 the circle of life. I mean, that <laughs> it's so funny because then we like, all of these systems make sense to us. Like if I say that, it's like, yeah, okay, shut up. And then you think, but then the only place we don't do that is in business. We're like, oh, we need to make this absolutely atypical to nature. Right, right. And so what you've done is that circle of life. You know, I don't need to eat all these animals. I'm just going to live. You know, it'll all be fine. And then what happens is a little later on, you eat a few of them. You know, every time I hear circle of life, I think of uh, James Earl Jones doing, doing his voice in uh, Lion King. And I don't know if you know it or not, but I do a bunch of uh, impressions, and James happens to be one of them. You've so got, I mean, you have, have such a great deep voice. Do it. Go ahead. Do some Mufasa or something. Simba, you directly disobeyed my orders. I might have just made another square poop. That is astounding. Who else can you do? Uh, a bunch of Simpsons, a bunch of them, man. Oh I, my gosh! Uh, I just did for uh, for fun on my four hundred four page on my site. I did uh, Darth Vader <laughs> saying, "You know, you've reached the four hundred four page." You know, <laughs> it's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> this is the best. I can do absolutely no. I can kind of almost do Kermit the Frog. That's about all I got. There you go. Let's hear it. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, whole Kermit the Frog here with an incredible Muppet news blast. That's like all I've got. That's awesome, and, dude. But you can do Simpsons. That was an incredible. <laughs> sim- you know, James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who listens right. to this show mike uh you know about two people oh all right <laughs> then just... we're not offending <laughs> yeah so all right so one last question for wrap it up uh i really appreciate your time and i just like i said i love your your style and your uh your openness transparency so when it comes to uh relationships and building those relationships if somebody's shy if somebody's you know like gosh you know i've never really gotten out of my shell but i know i need to you know, what's the one piece of advice you would give them? You know, if you're shy, one of the things you have to realize is that everybody's shy. I mean, one of the things that people misunderstand about me all the time is they think that I am very um, outgoing. They think I'm very uh, extroverted by nature, and I'm right. not. I'm actually an introvert who just works really hard at it. Yep. One of the things I've always, that I've come to learn, so I've met a bunch of billionaires now. Awesome. Um, and in so doing, it turns out they're just as you know nervous as we are. They're just as self-conscious as we are. Um, I've met a bunch of celebrities. I, I mean, I have this one story where the guy was a pretty famous TV guy, also was known for a movie, and he was at an event where I was kind of more known than him, and I could see him starting to get a little down, and I was like, dude, you're famous everywhere. Just let me be famous in my <laughs> tiny little bubble. So th- my one piece of advice for shy people kind of coming out is accept that everybody is, but accept that you're worth it and accept that you're valuable. The the, the 
thing that happens a lot in my universe is people will come up to me and sort of be trembling. And I'm like, I'm really just like you. I pay somebody to put on my pants one leg at a time, and I'm just like you. And that's the thing. It's just realize you're so worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I do have one curious question. Go. You, you talked about uh, being the hero in a you know, human business way that you already are. Who's your favorite superhero out there? Batman. No question. Like, I didn't even have to flinch for that, as you noticed. It's it's just Batman, Batman, Batman. And the reason is a kind of weird one, Mike. It's, it's it's you know, the tools are awesome. Don't get me wrong. Everyone wants to be a billionaire playboy. Right. What, what this means, though, is that um, Batman had a really weird thing. So he had all this money, and his parents died, and he was really down about it. And if I were in that boat, I probably would just eat all day and play <laughs> the most incredible video games, which is pretty much my life, um, my, except my parents are alive and lovely. Um what he did was he was like, oh, I'm going to take out vengeance because I don't ever want anyone to suffer the way I suffered. I'll just go figure out martial arts and how to be a good detective and whatever. Like, so what I like is he ha- it didn't matter he had all the money. Like, it's great he had all the money, but it just let him, you know, pay for the best teachers and crap. He still had to do all the work. And right. that's why Batman's my dude. Awesome. He's the ultimate overcomer. Exactly. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, for everybody that wants to reach you on uh, Twitter at Chris Brogan and uh, your main site is chrisbrogan.com. And I definitely recommend checking out uh, human business works. And uh, I will definitely have all the links for, from this interview that we mentioned just now. And uh, anything else I can think of about Chris at uh, epicmarketer.com forward slash Chris Brogan. So you rock, man. Keep it up. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Mike. And uh, thank you to listeners. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast. Please tell a friend to check out epicmarketer.com.